I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey guys, in this video, we're going to talk about portfolio management, all right? So some of you, you need to start thinking a little bit like a financial advisor would, okay? This is not financial advice, I'm not telling you, but this is common, right? Where somebody, they'll, they'll put together a basket of stocks, bonds, alternative investments, right? They're kind of trying to figure out your risk tolerance, putting this basket of securities together to, to fit your risk appetite. And so as a private fund manager, you are a portfolio manager managing securities, right? And you need to be prudent and think about risk mitigation in those practices. If you've heard the term hedge before, like a hedge fund, what does that actually mean? We're going to kind of explain that right here in a second. But essentially what a hedge is in the most basic terms is when one asset goes up, sometimes the other another asset will go down and vice versa, right? If, if your assets in, you mentioned commercial real estate in COVID dropped drastically, maybe residential homes in the Midwest went up. If you had a, it would be a hedge against one asset, they would they would balance out. Now, if you hedge too much, you end up making zero money, right? That's so right. It's, it's hopefully the, uh, if you go back to, you know, modern portfolio theory, hopefully you're hedging at an appropriate adjusted risk rate of return where you are still making a lot of money with relatively low risk. So I love what Lincoln put here is this basket. And sometimes we got to think as a fund, there's things that are, you know, you have your core product in a fund that you love to do. That's your one thing. Like we do X, right? We just crush it. It's also good to think though, to allocate maybe potentially some funds to a risk mitigation strategy or a tax planning strategy. Right. So you're going to have like, you know, a agenda with your fund, right? You're going to have either, I'm a, you know, it's aggressive or it's mo- it's conservative or it's income based or it's, you know, we want to be tax efficient, whatever it is, you still need to mitigate risk in that sector. And then we also tell you, you need to be an expert, right? At whatever you do. So as Bridger mentioned, mm-hmm. maybe it's commercial real estate, right? Or maybe it's VC tech. How are you going to mitigate risk within those industries? So for example, as you know, Bridger gave a perfect example with commercial real estate. Maybe you manage a commercial real estate fund and you are invested like 80% of your investments are in big cities on the East Coast. As a mitigating factor, you should think about that you know, geographical risk, right? Maybe we need to have 20% of our portfolio on the West Coast of big cities, right? You, you just don't know what happens. For example, I worked at a uh, venture fund. It was a social impact venture fund. I think like 33% of our portfolio at the time was in ed tech, okay? Education technology. There was this deal that came across our desk, right? A new deal, but it was also in ed tech, but it was phenomenal. We were like, this is the best investment. This is even better than these, you know, (laughs) than these investments that we already have. But it would have increased, you know, our exposure to ed tech, you know, up to like 45, almost 50%. It's like, we didn't want 50% of our portfolio exposed to this industry, right? So, you know, as a risk mitigating tactic, we decided not to invest, right? Mm -hmm. We decided to invest in other types of technology that weren't in the same realm. So there's an amazing book I want to recommend. Um, It's called Pioneering Portfolio Management by David Swenson. Uh, You must read this book if you are a fund manager. It teaches you a lot about 
Um, so he managed the Yale Endowment, right? And he was asked about, because he had phenomenal track record. He was asked about how he did such a good job. And he's like, well, instead of focusing on winning, I focused on not losing. So there's this concept that's pretty, you guys probably heard this before, but if you had a hundred dollars and you lost over the week, you know, crazy crash, whatever, you lost 50% and you're now down to $50. To get back to a hundred percent, you would need a plus 100% return, right? So you lost 50, but to gain it, you gotta almost get double to get back. That's what Swenson's talking about yeah. is if he yeah. doesn't lose, he's not trying to, to catch up over time, right? It took, you know, the 2007, 2008 crash. Yeah. That huge crash happened. It took a lot of work and time and doubling back to get back to where they even were before the crash. So this can be, you know, concentration risk um, is something we should talk about here. A lot of fund managers will have, you know, a rule in their offering document saying, look, as a fund manager to protect your money, you know, we're not going to put more than 8% of our dollars into one individual investment. Along with that, like it's a concentration risk, right? Because maybe you think that this company or this one investment is going to do so good. You just want to put all your money into it. But you know, from a risk mitigating perspective, probably not the best thing to do. And this is this is applicable on a macro and micro scale, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you're just acquiring one company, okay? You're you're looking at private equity, you're looking at buying your first company. Let's say this company only has one customer, you know, or, or a few customers that are responsible for a large portion of the revenue. That's pretty risky, right? Because if you lose that one customer, that company's gone. Really looking at concentration risk or geographical risk, whatever, you know, think about these different things uh, that could be, you know, this 50% drop and you want to stay away from that. And sometimes it's hard to do as a fund manager because you're, you're a gunslinging, yeah. wild west, you just find deals, you close on them. But this is why these are in place. I've, I've looked through a lot of offering documents from funds and a lot of them will say the same thing. We will not yeah. invest over eight or 10% into one specific deal or property or company mm -hmm. because of the same factor. And that's why you're investing into a fund in the first place. Funds are great because you can diversify across 40 different properties. And yeah, we know three are gonna go bad, but we're hoping 37 of those properties do really well. And if we're distributed equally or, or well, we don't have more than 10% one deal. If one of those bigger deals goes down, we're fine because we're covering. That's how a lot of portfolio managers think. Uh, Swenson's book, I have not read it yet. Lincoln just, just been telling me about it. I gotta go pick it up, but it mm -hmm. uh, sounds like an incredible book talking about portfolio management and mitigating risk in any asset class that you're in. Hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, go to Facebook Investment Fund Seekers. I'll see you guys inside.